Russia won the tank run. What a performance. But he's that acceleration, that famous acceleration as Bozam leaves them standing. Bozam is racing away. the champion, tie the knot, bursting up on the fence, die does it again. The greatest marvel, Michael Fowler racing away, good on you son, Michael Fowler bolted in. Look at Maccabi Diva, she's eating up the ground, she hits the front a hundred ago, the greatest we've ever seen, Maccabi Diva. And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our preview podcast of Tankred Stakes Day, the BMW, I think it used to be called, I'm not sure if that's its official title still, but it's a very good horses race, and hopefully if you get to strut their stuff tomorrow, at their best, Vince Accardi from Daily Sexual. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Ralphie, and uh, now, can you please just explain one thing? Will Sydney at least continue with uh, group racing, or are they going to have like a big break like Melbourne? <laughs> no, we're gonna, we've got some real good racing over the next good, three weeks good. in Sydney for sure. And uh, it starts tomorrow, but for the first time in a few weeks, we, we had to endure it all on 2022. Uh, we have got a wet track we will no doubt be uh, dealing with. Right. Um, to what extent do you feel? Well, it's saying three to 15 mil on the bomb. On the YR, it said Rose Hill, only a few mils, but then uh, a decent amount tomorrow. So I think we're, go- we're going to sort of have a mindset of a slow track, not a bottomless track. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll make sure that I keep a close eye on YR. I, I haven't looked at YR as of yet, just to sort of tune in. I, I, I really, yeah, just went off the fact that... I, Stage one, we're working. Well, I'd like to think we're working on a G4S5 worst case scenario, but I'm not liking what you're saying, Ralphie. But that's okay. If it, when I say it's okay, if we don't get to a heavy, it's it's the track is in a summer condition, right? Yeah. So even with some rain, it's going to dry pretty quickly, and we're not going to have the track fall apart like when they had just that you know continuous oh, rain for a yeah. year, right? Yeah. We're not going to have that. So I'm staying positive right now. And as long as I don't see a letter H to start the day, right, then, you know, we should be, you know, mouth guarding with some good confidence. All right, six, 6.2 mil for YO as we speak now. We're recording this at 5 past right, six Friday six, morning, right. but 37 mil tomorrow. 24 and 20. So, oh. as you're saying, it's going to get that humid sort of temperature, but yep. it's not going to be the heavy 20s. We're no, no. And that's that, and that's like impossible to work out, Rafi, seriously. Yep. And as much as I love to get in there and see if I can, you know, 
gouge out some money for myself. But when it gets like beyond my understanding, oh, I just get the money in my pocket, right? So I, at this stage, I'm not willing to concede to that level. But I don't like that 32 mil you just said to me. You could have <laughs> saved that for tomorrow for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start with the – now, I'll give, we'll give the correct sponsor's name, the Kia Tancred Stakes. But uh, we've got Gold Trip on the quick backup and Montefilia on the quick backup. They, they're the two that had the market before I dive into some of these uh, chances. Uh, how are you seeing the speed of this race? <sighs> I, I, I don't believe <laughs> – the numbers indicate it's just going to get back down to what's nice or what I want to do. Yep. And, and and are you going to be a lone leader? That That's all I see. I don't really see anything else other than that. And this is going to be – and Knight, I mean, Tim Clark, I don't – see, if he doesn't have to be pressured, he's just going to allow the horse to relax. And we could be very, very orderly and running benchmark below comfortably yep. but if sir lucan and you know king frank will want to make it some sort of a contest then it could i mean knight's order can go plus three plus four plus five if it wants to so that's the dilemma but given the nature of what you're saying to me the ground conditions as well uh, mind you that's um you know that's a big advantage for knight's uh, water as well right oh, yeah, yeah, it's a massive it? advantage yeah <laughs> i mean it'd have to be elevated up based on where i've got it right now on the grid for sure right oh, one to consider there so firstly let's let's match up the two favorites it's nice and it's a good starting point they raced against each other last week what i do note though last week vince there was uh good market support for montefilia okay it was blown off the park by dubai honor but gold trip uh it, what's the phrase I like using? It stopped easing when the barriers opened. It had pet fair riders. Tomorrow, the blinkers go on. So that tell, tells you that was it's a little freshened off sand down. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the mouth guard's in because uh, they want to get that uh, nice 2400 group one on its profile as well as the stallion. Yeah. Well, the one thing is we know the gold trip doesn't have any problems with the ground conditions. It's got a rock sub solid WTI plus six. Yep. And there's a good level of versatility because the range is pretty much, from my view, three and a half to six range when we're looking at S. Let's say at the moment I'm now going to be looking at S6 to H8 range based on what you've just told me. Therefore, that's the range I'll be looking at with the WTI with this runner. It is unfortunate because my view is I also feel the Gold Trip looks like it's a far more explosive horse on fast ground or good ground. I mean, just based on what it did at Sandown first up, Ralphie. Like, a, what an explosion. I mean, the tr dry track indicator come back plus seven. Better than its wet track profile. That sort of franked it for me. But the reality is, no, this horse does have versatility and there's a massive probability that this horse is going to at least run to the first up number of plus 2.8. And with the blinkers... <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It deserves to be exactly where it is. And confidence you should have. Lots of it. Where does Montefilia slot in as far as its wet track? I mean, it beat very elegant. It was an unbelievable performance. But in general, I'll go through its profile and think, are you a better dry tracker? So what's your view? Yeah, that's um, good commentary there as well, Ralphie. <sighs> yeah, okay, if I... If I going in isolation outside of that run. It still sits around the plus five range, Ralphie. That's as far as wet track indicated. Yeah, for the wet yep. track profile. I mean, even when it got beaten five lengths, that's rock solid 4.7. So, you, again, you know the horse can handle it. 
Yep. Is it a star? Mm, probably not, right? Yep. But it can handle it. And not, you know, if I'm looking at, because I want to compare it to Gold Trip, right? Not a lot between them on the wet ground. Not a lot between them. I'd have to give the edge to Gold Trip, of course, by about a length, length and a half on, on wet track profile. Nice. All right. Uh, a couple other locals before I get to the uh, the yep. real head scratcher in Cleveland. Uh, Stockman, you're expecting to improve tomorrow. We know uh, he, he's just a duck. Oh, yeah, definitely expecting him to improve. Now, mind you, I wasn't expecting him to improve because we're you know going to be on that sort of wet ground that we're now looking at. Yeah, I was just just I was just looking through the profile and say, so I just can't help but feel I me. Mean, this is a learning even for myself here, Ralph. I just got that little bit of – I had to bring it out because probably for a long time in some aspects, I underrate Joseph Pride in some aspects other than, you know, what he's been able to deliver on the short courses. But I'm just – you know, I was thinking through with this horse yesterday when I was doing the work and I say, perfect strategy, perfect training for this race with this horse. And he, he, he just – continuously repeats probably doesn't have enough top line horses he, so he, he's yeah, a pattern he's, trainer he's a yeah, real pattern, pattern trainer, trainer. Yeah. yeah and he's this horse is ready to come to play i have a high level of confidence i mean i've marked it at 1.9 now this horse has got three lengths on the other field the other two runners when it comes to where track profile absolutely got three lengths so to bridge the gap of say one and a half two lengths that's on a horse like gold trip he's bridging the gap this as, puts him in a competitive place, yes. As we speak, he's $16. So blinkers well, again tomorrow, and he ran second in this race last year when it was at Newcastle. $16, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get governed by that, but I like what you're saying, Ralphie, and for anybody that's keen to be a Stockman supporter, uh, should they be taking it early? Yeah, well, if all that rain's coming, for sure, because the robots will be trimming this horse up. Yes, that's that's yep. what I wanted to put on the table. All right, so King Frankel's been going well, obviously. So's Fowden Leclerc, the old boy, and Danny's uh, elected to send him up north. So, uh, quick comment on those two before we get to Cleveland. Yeah, sure. King of King Frankel, look at this particular horse's profile. Oh well, this is another horse, Ralphie. It's got records on bottomless wet tracks, like records. <laughs> it's got a wet track profile that sits rock solid plus ten, every bit as good as Stockman, right? Right. So. They would be super excited and they'd be saying, may the rain continue all day, right? So elevation-wise, we can see firstly on the profile, both runs have been fantastic. But I I want to make this note. I feel that's the horse doesn't have anything more than that. Yep. That's what I believe. I f- I'm looking at it from a, a profile point of view. The distance is going to be no problems. It's a rock-solid plus-one horse. What does it need? It needs the rain dance to help it, and it's got it. And the rain dance brings it into the race because this is another horse that can leapfrog one to two lengths off its point nine and dr- you know, close the gap on the classier horses. All right, and Vowden declare. Yes, found the clear. Well, there's no question. What a great job Mr. O'Brien's done, really. Fantastic. Both runs this campaign have been really good, just below benchmark. And and I actually don't mind that, Ralphie, because 
why I don't mind it is this. Just look what the horses had to do. First up was minus 11 first section, 11 lengths below the standard. And then goes to Flemington over 2,000 metres and goes eight and a half lengths faster than standard. So that's in excess of a three lengths increase in early speed from one run to the other. And the horses, of course, is entitled to weaken over the last 400, 600 metres of that race. And, and it did, right? But it still held on. So that gives you, you know, a lot of confidence about the grit on the horse and where it's at. Uh, uh, you know, the wet ground, Ralphie, you know. Yeah, I was just looking at that. <laughs> it's got to be a challenge, right? Yeah. It doesn't do the horse any favours and therefore it's not going to give me the opportunity to look to see whether we can score up the horse high. I feel the horse is where it's at. And, and unfortunately, with the right rider, it just may not be its day. All right, let's go to a different O'Brien who's a Melbourne Cup winning trainer in Joseph and Cleveland having its first local run. And uh, it's been a winning recipe in recent weeks, but it hasn't been from Joseph O'Brien. It's been from William Haggis. What, uh, what's, what type of horse is Joseph O'Brien bringing here? <laughs> well... I've scored it up like rock solid plus a half horse. Oddly enough, though, I had a look at that maiden win and it was pretty wet ground. <coughs> and it, it smashed him. Right. Now, now, that one there could be a plus 1.5. And mind you, the horse had only had three lifetime starts. Yes. And you know that that's no way that's a peaking performance, right? Yep. They never really seen that ground ever since and did struggle to get beyond that figure. Well, didn't actually get to that number. So right now I did score it plus a half, but with this ground condition, I am going to go back and readjust and go to the maiden victory where I, I, I marked it, you know, around plus 1.5. And where does – I don't have a wet track profile, unfortunately. But that 1.5 puts you in the strike zone, doesn't it, Ralphie? Yeah. It puts you in the strike zone with this stable, this rider. And he's a stallion, so he's not just coming over for the holiday. He's also, you know, a twenty a twenty five hundred group one would look beautiful on its uh, stallion profile. Yeah, as well, and they're probably so. they're probably sitting there saying we could get an easy one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So in summary, on Friday morning, we'll talk business tomorrow. It sounds like your, uh, your gold trip over Monophilia, but uh, from the market perspective, and particularly you know, trying to give our listeners the best information, uh, Stockman's every chance of firming in from at $16. Do you think it's ready to run very well? Yeah, and I feel Knight's Order is going to firm in now Sorry, as well, yeah, Ralph. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's around $10 there. Okay, the other group one is uh, is the um, Vinery Stud Stakes, race seven on the program here. Uh, nice uh, nice challenge for the uh, for the form students here, looking at Kiwi form with Prowess, who's looked fantastic, and Pravida, who's always shown a little bit of promise, but to the eye, looked like it exploded last start at Kemble Grange. It was fantastic to watch, and uh, let's compare what they did on the clock there, Vince. Yeah, well, firstly, we'll go to Prowess. Because that's a runner that I'm sure everyone's keen to look at. If we just look at the four runs this time in, which has clearly been its best. I mean, last campaign, by the way, it PB with a minus 4.4, so you're not going to get excited, right? Even yep. though it was in a group race, right? But this campaign, it sort of kicked off. It wasn't, and it's a short one as well, Ralph. You like it was 0.6 above at first up a T Rapper. And when I look at the breakdown, 2.7 lengths below benchmark first section. Between the eight and the four, it went plus two. In the last 400, very strong three and a half above. So I felt, okay, that's a clear sign. Horse is still rock hard fit. They've done – they haven't, you know, this horse just didn't turn up for 57 days, but it was still turning up the track work every day, I felt, right, based yeah. on the numbers. 
since then, obviously, they've made this big V-line upwards in distance. And as we know from experience, Rolfie, it's hard to maintain a floor, a ceiling with a number in terms of how far above or below, particularly if you're starting off a baseline of a shorter distance. And generally speaking, it, if this horse has turned up and gone 0. 0.6 above, it's not easy for the horse just to leapfrog to that number if you keep climbing in distance. And the last start was 1.8 below, 18th best of the day when it won, and probably more importantly was the run before at 2,000 metres when it went 0.5 below. Now, I have to note, it was a hard day to run time. It was third best of the day, and the biggest factor that I took was this. The slowdown between the eight and the four was six and a half lengths. It's just not an advantage, Ralphie. Also, what they did in that run, they went for a bit of an extension between the four and, and the two, and the horse went three and a half above. So they they played some games, and what I mean by games, the horse was running to the shape. Yeah. But the, they were obviously keen to deliver, and the horse ended up smashing the competition. And 0.5 below could easily be a plus one or two. So that's what we're going to factor in. So that sounds like it's uh, on that on that basis, it's entitled to be deep in the market. Have you got any uh, wet track feeling about the horse? None, and it hasn't been. Yep. I mean, that's sad for a New Zealander because we could be able to come up with a wet track <laughs> exactly. profile, but we don't have one. And but I'm not going to sit there and say that I can't handle the wet. But but what I am confident of is there is the possibility the horse has got a higher profile with the IVR. Just the question is this: just with the, what it's done through the campaign, is this horse just going to become a an even far superior? I don't think so. Right? Yep. I feel that where it is at the moment is where it's going to be, but that's good enough to be competitive as well, though. Here, so Pavita, who did run second on a wet, on a wet track on uh, on in, in the Wakeful uh, Derby Day, and also the start prior on uh, Caulfield Cup Day, which was very wet ground. Not much on the on the clock in those races, although it was high pressure in the in the Wakeful. Yeah, uh, this time in, it looked like a new horse because what it did at Kembla looked fantastic. What did it do on the clock? Yeah, got to like it. 0.3 above. I know it's not like a high number, but again, we're going to we're going to see a, a typical pattern here that falls into line with the last runner we spoke about. It was best of the day, 3.7 above through the first section, and then lost 4.8 lengths in velocity between the eight and the 400 to go 1.1 below, and then rebounded with a plus two, two lengths faster than standard last 400. Very very impressive second up run and again when they just cop these big slowdowns it's you've got to always allow at least a length Ralphie at least one length and therefore this is a runner that could easily be plus 1.3 on my grid I've got a trend lining somewhere between one and a half and two and a half the question is now can that horse bring that profile to 2,000 metres, yes, is my view, and it's got the added bonus, which I wasn't thinking about yesterday during the day, Ralphie. The horse has got a plus 6 WTI. That's that's plenty good enough for this. Nice. So the rain coming is is, is definitely a positive for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Won't be a negative, and race shape-wise, golden. 
All right, I maintain that one of the best ways of uh, losing money is to stick with a Group 1 winning two-year-old that stops winning. Uh, that's the case with Firebird, but what she was doing when she was winning the gold slipper and the size produce, she was eating mud <laughs> because it was, a, it, was, it was the bottomless tracks that we're talking about. What's in her profile that says that she can return to Group 1 win if there is indeed something in her profile? Well, I just thought last start's the best in, in a while. Yep. This campaign. I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm, I don't want to be rude. I mean, last campaign, it did produce a 1.8, Ralphie. Yeah. Mind you, this is coming back how many times we've spoken about this, is how the majority of horses, when they've had their first full campaign, struggle to run past their PB of that prep. And this horse is the perfect example. It's best as 2.3 and never got there since. Couldn't get their last start. Now, last campaign was 1.8. It didn't have a lot of racing, but it only got to 1.8. This campaign, it started off a baseline of 0.6 below at a trial. Hasn't been able to go past that in any of its races until last start. Last start, we've seen the emergence. 0.7 above, but it's only trending somewhere in between the 1.8 and the 2.3, Ralphie. So that's the sad part. And we've got to deal with the 2,000 metres. So it doesn't all line up golden for this horse, but what it does is from a class perspective, it's 100% up to this field. And we've got to – a lot of horses, when they go to this distance and they're three, it's not always based on whether you can get the distance. A lot's got to do with where's your class sit at. So class-wise, it has to be respected. Now, they've got the bonus of the wet track. It's a rock-solid, genuine mud runner. <laughs> well, it is. It's, a, it's between seven and eight. That's it. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else to make a case for? I suppose Call Dye is one I should ask you about, given it was, uh, well, it was favourite. Uh, there was two tight favourites in uh, at Kemble last start. Call Dye was one of them. The other one was obviously the winner, Provita, we've covered. Has she got some upside when it gets to 2,000 metres? Wow. Ralphie, I'd be struggling for any of those to try and contest against the three here, Ralphie. Really, I, I just... We don't want to tell stories. No, and I, I'm, you know, sad to say, but, you know, I don't know if the Ryan boys, are they are they tuned in at the moment or not? Just making well, a lot of mistakes. Sorry. Well, there it is. Okay, well, that's, that's, we'll talk business tomorrow, but there's, there's a good case for the two favourites there, and what you have got is no wet track... Uh, on, on one and a, a solid, confident play for the uh, for the other uh, horse that provided yep. as far as knowing that it's a wet tracker. Correct. All right. Uh, let's get to the Doncaster Prelude, race nine on the program here. This, this looks a fascinating race, Vince, and I suppose now you've got to put a bit of a wet track lens on it. Uh, uh, this looks like a high-pressure race, and, of course, uh, the winner gets into the Doncaster. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right, Ralphie. That's right. I, you know, when I look at it from one angle, I sit here and I just say, wow, this is definitely all B-grade, isn't it? You know, like if you're talking about what what an expectation of a Doncast, but it's a big field, good profiled horses, plenty of pressure, and that's what we're going to see. We are going to see a prelude from, from that point of view, yeah. even if it is, is going to be a slow to heavy. But is it, when's a Doncaster, Ralphie? Next week. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So oh, the good thing no. is, Vince, they're there to win tomorrow because they get in. So yeah, no, <laughs> we no, like no. Seeing that. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. How many can get in? Just one? Just the winner. Oh, at least there's only one horse you have to eliminate. So that's good. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Because I have an expectation it's going to be high pressure. Yep. And we're on going to be on wet ground. It can't it can't help you on a quick backup. It just can't unless. But you just said like you, you can only get in if you win, right? Yep. Well, yeah. No. Okay. Where, where do you want to start, Ralphie? Well, as far as crosstalks, the favourite, the race, it's rock yep. solid on wet tracks, rock solid at Rose Hill, 1500, because, of course, it won uh, mid, mid-year last year in that, uh, that amazing form race where the third horse was Gold Trip and the seventh horse was Durston, the, fir- uh, the Caulfield Melbourne Cup winners from July. Uh, but uh, I suppose it's a starting point and it's come off a good win at Newcastle last night. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely. And I go, this is... We have been seeing this. Oh, well, I've been seeing, and I'm just saying the emergence, the re-emergence of the Waterhouse bot team bringing back more and more runners to do what they used to do, and that is get to the front and be tough. Yep. And I'm seeing it. And and there was no exception at Newcastle. 2.2 lengths above through the first section. (laughs) Love it. 5.4 above. Not many stables can do this, Ralphie. Maybe Eustace, right? Um, fantastic. And then I look at the drop-off at the end. It was 0.6 below benchmark. Perfect rounding for this race. Absolutely perfect. And the horse comes to its top. And it's not 16, it's 15, which I also feel is fantastic. So generally speaking, when I mark a race fast pace, I'm not with the leaders or the lead pack. But... There are profiles where when they run fast and there's a gap, everybody's already tired trying to chase the lead pack and therefore the leaders have a tendency to still be there at the end. They could miraculously find lanes, could help them, and maybe you know a complete sod, soggy track tomorrow could change a lot of the dynamics for some of the horses to come in late. But I don't believe it's going to change the speed. And I do feel that the horses fast on speed aren't going to be that easy to overhaul because of that reason, because they're going to be all so tired. Right. So that gives it a big position running advantage over Waterford, yep. who no doubt is uh, – I, I reckon Chris Wall has put the circle around this race because uh, to qualify for the Doncaster, obviously you win this third up. Uh, last prep, he won three Rose Hill 1500 races. And last start, he came off a very fast race, which obviously won't be tomorrow because I'm talking about for the ground conditions. So that can bring him to his top. What is his top? This is uh, with Waterford? Yeah. Well – this is just one of these runners that's never been in a, pitch, a position to be able to run time in a race, right? So yep. at the moment, it sits with a minus 1.2, and it's never easy to try and ascertain, okay, where could it be if it was given the opportunity to run time? Tomorrow, we'll get that opportunity, but it'll be on wet ground. The horse, what well, we... <sighs> there is a Rose Hill run, Ralphie, where the track was like minus 8, so that sort of puts us, you know, clearly in the S range, and it was a WTI of 8.5. Right. So I have some understanding this horse could handle the ground. And then when I looked at that Warwick Farm maiden win, that was a minus 18.5. So we were in the heavy range, and that was a 4.5 WTI. So that sort of underpins that the horse is somewhere between 4.5 and 8.5 on a wet track scale. So we're not going to have any problems with this horse handle on the ground. Now the question just is, how far do we have to climb? Well, there's the hurdle rate. It's 0.8. When it's 0.8, I mean, the horse has already gone 0.3 below. 
That's nothing for this stable. And then I look at that run when it ran 0.3 below, and this is where you can work things out and try and get a, a, a gauge on how much you can profile the horse up. You What you look at is usually the early speed tends to diminish the final overall figure. So what you do is you look at where, and you take a line of fit and say, okay, what's the natural speed of this horse early? Now, what I've worked out with this horse is it's somewhere between three lengths below benchmark and four lengths below benchmark. It's natural speed. Then what I do is I look at a run like at Rose Hill. It's got, that day when it went 0.3 below, it was 6.4 lengths below benchmark. That is another two lengths slower. Therefore, if you just want to be a cautious a form student, you can add one length. That takes the horse to somewhere around a half to 0.7 above. If you add the whole two lengths, then the horse would be rock solid, 1.2, 1.5. And I do that with my grid, Ralphie. When I put a, a graph up, I like to say, what's the maximum? What's likely and where it is now and how you're trending? So I, on my grid, I'm saying this horse is quite capable to go plus 1.7. I look at the totem pole and say, well, everything's in reach. Yep. But I, ha- I don't have a, a figure high enough to push you right up to the top of the grid. So you look, you know, you're in a, in a prominent position for this race. But, yeah, I can see that. Um, oh, well, it's obviously going to be a bit of a headache until we get final fields tomorrow. So we'll update yep. that further. But just to round off, what I want to ask you about is Dymill. It's $10.00. I think John O'Shea's got his ducks in a row for the next three weeks here. He's got some big horses, big races uh, targeting with a few different runners. I reckon this might be one he's going to try and sneak into the Doncaster with, and it likes wet ground. It does like wet ground, Ralphie. It's got an excellent, it's got a rock-solid WTI profile that sits between six and nine. So you know no problems. In terms of the performance, firstly, the stable, they've, it's been clear in the last few months that he's tuned in. Yes. <laughs> he's tuned in with his horses. I love – like, I've been watching him through his trials, the way he's getting them ready, and they're delivering, like, to their, their capacity. The first up run of this horse, it's clear. I mean, you're looking at 6.3 lengths below benchmark, not asking for anything. In the move in the mid-race, again, didn't look for that high exertion, but a, a, I call it, like, a nice waller hit-out, just imp- – Improve your run in the midline, found six lengths, did, don't overextend the horse, and then whatever you got over the last 400, let the horse have a you know a really good finish. And it did, 4.1 lengths above benchmark. That's also a really big way to gauge how well a horse is travelling. Now, we do got to note this, though, Ralphie. It is off a 75-day run, that was. So it's sort of falls close to the bounce theory. So I do have an expectation the horse is very fit and... It's going to be able to cope with fast speed. It's done it before. If the race yep. is high with pressure, can handle it. And it's got the wet track profile. It's It's got to be there. All right. Uh, as I said, we'll talk business tomorrow. But let, let's get to a couple of these other races because some, some mm. real fascinating and uh, various form lines here from overseas as well where your clock's going to come, come to the fore. Uh, the Emancipation Race 6 here, Vince. A couple of these imported horses. Uh, let's start with Statement. What can, what can you tell us about Statement from Joseph right. O'Brien's yard? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a couple of um, really interesting ones. There could be one that uh, might be a big surprise tomorrow. All right, so race six, you, you want to look at Statement first? Yeah, well, it's favourite from the market. It's $4. Yeah, it's favourite. Yeah, okay, it's favourite, eh? There you go. 
Mm, yeah, that's right. Plus two, rock solid. Yeah, rock solid plus two with this this horse's profile. It again, this is a very lightly race runner. My view is this: I haven't been able to completely frank this horse because there's been given the ground. And it sort of makes it a little bit dangerous from my perspective. So I went with the easier option and went plus two and not the plus three and a half, four that this horse could be worthy of, right? Now, again, I was not during the course of yesterday focusing on anything to do with wet ground. So I am taking a position now, we're talking, that I may be inclined to push the horse's profile up to resemble what it did on the wet ground, Ralphie. Because I, I was sort of neutral because I said, okay, if the ground's good, I probably want to just sit, sit with the rock solid plus two. But this horse here, well, so I looked at it like this. There's only two possible horses from our locals that have got any chance of competing against the two overseas runners. Well, two of the overseas runners in this field. <laughs> All right. Well, just hand deliver me the two locals first. So who are they? Well, Roots and Mirror Vision were the only two. Now, you've told, you've told me with Roots, you want her on a dry track. Well, unfortunately, that throws it into the um, the back end of the bus now. Yes. Because you, you know this horse can't handle the wet ground. Yes. So that's that's uh, a negative. So now that, you know, I, I wasn't looking at this, but now I'm going to look at Mirror Vision. Where are we at with this horse on wet ground? Ran second in the uh, Empire Rose last year to Ice Bath on soft ground. So well, let's okay. assume that. Well, here we and go. it's also second last year in a, in a good group one. Genuine rock solid plus four horse. So we know the horse can get through it, but it is is it more bullish than a dry track? Uh, you know what, Ralphie? Probably not. Probably going to get favourable conditions if we stay in you know somewhere in that S six seven range, right? It's probably yep. going to be very favourable for the horse. But at the moment, I, I'm not going to sit there and say that it's like a, a mudlarker. But it definitely handles the wet ground. I'm am going to lean towards the horse's best still being on dry track because it does have a a, a good solid uh, dry track profile of somewhere around five and a half to six and a half so uh, my preference is dry ground as well for this horse but can handle some given the word so that oh that that makes it messy makes it messy <laughs> now for the rest well well what can we pull apart from glo going global watching its uh, american tapes uh well what do they do in america they run fast they run faster so uh, on the clock it seems like it's been running some pretty serious work yeah so it's like this if the horse doesn't handle the wet ground then it's going to be in trouble right but I could not score the horse anything under plus 2.7. Just, And I looked at the trial. The yep. trial was only a 6.7 below, but it was very Waller style. <laughs> Do nothing, and it did yep. nothing. Seven lengths below benchmark. Just like tick over. The move between the eight and the four in the trial, like it was just effortless, and it was about six lengths the move in the mid. And then last... 400 metres, broke benchmark, went plus, plus well, went 0.9 above. So almost two length, uh, you know, turnaround in speed from the, you know, from the 200 to the four, you know, to from the 400 to the two to the finish. So that's all positive signs. Didn't ask for anything, but not a possibility that that horse was going to leave it at track work. No chance, right? Yep. So here we are, 1,500 metres is probably the short end of the, 
the go for this. So what are they? What is it? Where's where's this? Where could this horse be going, Ralph? Just I'm just curious. That's all. Well, I think the market's going to be fascinating because you know Waller's it Waller believes in, in weight, so it's carrying top weight and it's a Group Two race. So obviously he's going to say, where can I win a Group One? Well, I don't think there's any more Sydney Group Ones that are right. likely targets. So I would assume a couple of runs here, and then let's let's go up to uh, to Brisbane. I assume, but let's see what the market does too. But what you're saying on talent, it's a it's a rock solid horse. Oh yeah, and and like if this race was 16, 1800 meters, you know, I'd be marking the horse a plus five. <laughs> Which marks are very very tight. Yeah, so I haven't done that because it's fifteen hundred. Yep. And it just the the pattern of the trial sort of indicates you one runaway. Yep. But you should be able to come in with your baseline profile. And the baseline profile of this horse is somewhere between one point five and three point two. So I've pinned it at two point seven, and it's not unreasonable for this horse to run within half a length of that number. And what are we looking for? We're looking for a hurdle rate of two point three. And mind you. That's largely made up of the top three horses in the grid. If I if I make the readjustment with roots, then the hurdle rate may only be two. But this just makes these two horses look extremely lethal. Lovely. Uh, race five uh, again. We'll talk business tomorrow. It looks a wide open race on paper. Have you got any any feel for race five here? Have I got any feel for race Particularly five? Particularly with uh, the wet, <laughs> wet ground, which is another dynamic we have to put into it. As far as the market's concerned, well, and like I said, it's what we've got. I think we've got six horses at single figure odds, maybe seven. So, uh, Winona, a smart one, a Thelric, uh, you got Cold Crusher, Wahaha Falls, Clemenceau, and Bacchanalia, even Colino. Well, if we're going from the horses that are sort of like in the market at the moment, let's say from height that's hot closest to the top of the grid it's we own a smart one and this horse always had a good profile ralphie yeah i've always had an expectation this horse is going to do something that um is going to be a lot better than what i feel we've even seen so far so i like the fact that it's come off the break it's a decent break and well we know the van dyke stable they're very good ralphie the first up trial was like right on point and i do have a high expectation that this horse, firstly, should be able to run right up to its uh, what it did first up last campaign. I actually feel the horse may do better than that now because this horse loves wet ground, Ralphie. Ah, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Yeah, it's got a rock-solid WTI in the seven range, so absolutely loves wet ground. So I just see that being another positive now for this horse. So there's a probably a big chance this horse is going to probably run closer to 1.5 above first up. Because the horse ready to go. Now, unless it travels down poorly, well, probably, yeah, I wonder how long it might have travelled down. might have been already, it might have been Sydney for a little while. I'm not sure. But just looking for that good yard parade. But that's probably the best of the horses in the market, Ralphie. All right. Uh, race four in the program. A couple of uh, real uh, different form ra- races here because, uh, and this is where you know, hopefully uh, give us some real clarity with some overseas profile. Starting with the Neville Selwood here, uh, we've got three horses having their first uh, local run. The favourites for the race is Sunshine Rising and Zayrek. They ran third and second uh, yes. to each other last start. And then we've got some different D internationals. What's your feeling here? Okay, from the international perspective first, Number eight, which is uh, third realm, when I look at this profile of this horse, I like it in terms of the distance profile. It's it's interesting. They've been doing some good work with this horse, the, the Friedman's stable, in terms of the jump outs. They've been very good, Ralphie. Yeah. So 
this I do have an expectation the horse going to be very forward, and, and I guess it should be right, given that we're going straight to two thousand meters. Profile wise, from an overseas, the underlying mark mark that I've given the horse is just it's just a rock solid plus one point five horse. It's not much better than that, but I I'm going to preface this though. It's very lightly raced, so when I say it's not much better. It's not much better in the sense on what it's demonstrated, but it's had so little racing that there's no way I can put a ceiling on the horse. So I've come in with the profile of 1.5, and I have an expectation that horse should run to that based on the jump outs. Now, could this horse just come out and run better than that? Of course it can, right? Yeah. I'm cautious in saying that's where I'm at with that horse, and, and I like to look and say, where does that put you? Well, that puts you rock solid top two or three. So what are you going to do now? Now you've got to get through the ground conditions. I don't have a wet track profile, Ralphie, but I can say to you this. The day that it won by six lengths, it was wet. <laughs> like very wet. So that's probably, unfortunately, the only insight I can give. Fancy Man, which is the other one. This is another and horse. Up, actually. Dan and Bell's got two. Okay. Yeah, well, Fancy Man's the one that I like more out of the two. Right. Absolutely, and the Annabelle Nushan polish, like the way she's gone through her trials and where she's got the horse now. Yeah, you, you we know this stable likes to have them ready, but this horse is going to be ready to come and play, though, from an overseas profile. No way I could mark the horse less than 0.9, could easily be a plus two, particularly if it's on wet ground, and we got it. I, again, I wasn't focusing on that, Ralphie, but I only have to go back to the fifth of the, the second with this horse, whose profile, and it was over 2,000 metres. It was off a long break of 147 days off, and the horse, you know, turned up and ran plus two that day. And Annabelle Nushin, she's well, she's already proven to me she's uh, one of the top trainers when it comes to having the horses ready to go fresh. Well, it's about thirteen or fourteen dollars there, so one one to keep in in mind there. And a, a couple of the well, you mentioned O'Shea, Johnny O'Shea's got two horses here, Benno and Athapaskin. They both handle wet ground there, and the, the import we haven't seen a lot of here, but I think he's trending the right way for for doing something. But I, I'd say a Sydney Cup call. Oh yeah, a bit of a spanner in the works there. Well, Athapaskin, firstly, Ralphie, just it's trending well. But it's sideways for me still. Yep. Now, last campaign, mind you, we did see a 0.7 above, right, when it came. So let's say the horse turns up and runs to that profile. That that puts you there. And I pretty much, when I look at it and say, okay, I haven't given you that run yet, but if I gave you that run, that still just puts you at the bottom of the totem pole. So I'm not sure... Ralphie with that, whether it's another run. And the other one you said was number nine, Bernard, did you say? Benno, yeah. Yeah, Benno. I, I feel this one's a bit better profiled. Firstly, just off the two runs, they're exactly the zone that I'm looking for, around 1.8 to 2.9 lengths below the IVR benchmark. Love the way it's had the, the run at 16, now at 2,000, and, and now staying at the 2,000. I, I see that as another plus. Wet track profile, rock solid, Ralphie. Plus seven, plus eight range. No way can you fault that. And ready. Look, could it trend up to the 1.7? Maybe because we're on a wet track, but it's definitely ready to run past above benchmark. So I'd be giving this a lot more respect myself out of the two. 
So the two favourites, Zarek and Sunshine Rising, we're, we're, clearly Zarek's a better wet tracker, yeah? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And, right. well, well they've, this horse is airborne. Yeah, it it really is airborne, yeah. 100%. And wet track profile, uh, 5.2, 8.5 range. Nice. All right, and we'll just finish. Any uh, any thoughts here? And obviously, we'll talk business tomorrow on all races. But as far as the uh, the uh, the Tullock Stakes lead into the Derby, a lot of uh, trainers now use this to be the uh, the quick backup. And uh, with the wet ground, it's probably going to be ideal. But uh, we don't care about next week. We're caring about tomorrow. Uh, what's your thoughts with uh, the third race? Who profiles well? Well, there's a there's a couple of horses here. One's like a little bit lower down, which I've got to look at a bit more closely. But number four, Ralphie. Stroke of luck. Yes. This is the one that, you know, gravitates to me. Just don't know about the wet track, you know, what what it could do. Now, if it's slow, okay, you know, somewhere near the plus four WTI, good. Performance-wise, wow, this horse is making all the giant steps. And this is how I measure the steps, Ralphie. First up, Kenzo, five lengths below standard. Second up, Warwick Farm, up 200 metres, Minus 3.1, two-length elevation. Goes to 1,900. Huge turnaround in early speed from, you know, somewhere around seven lengths below benchmark to plus 8.3 and ends up with a plus 1.2 and puts a bit of a gap on the improvement. Like, that's a that's in excess of four-length improvement. Now, I know a fair bit of it comes from the turnaround in speed, but this now sort of gave us the opportunity to see where this horse is really at. A repeat of that race, a repeat of that run, they won't beat it. Yeah, and he's using this as the quick backup for the derby next week too. Yep. So he's he's in the twenties there uh, at the moment. Just uh, he, he's got a bit touch of the Lindemans about him, Vince. Uh, that you know he, he won a benchmark se- or ran second at a benchmark seventy eight, and I think people looking at that rather than what the clock actually said. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, similar results with Lindemann, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm learning a lot, and I'm really, really confident when it comes to class grading and the handicapping. Yep. If you're going to just use that as your weapon to identify for yourself the ability of a, the horse's class, you you won't make it. You won't make it. All right. Look, we'll uh, we'll wind it up there. We're giving some real good insight a bit at the overseas runners and the wet trackers. I think the, the key takeaway here is that uh, as of Friday morning, uh, Stockman won't be sixteen dollars tomorrow. <laughs> no, but what big. I'd like, if I can, Ralph, yeah. because you didn't go Please. there, right? And only and because we've covered so many races, but yes. I just feel for all the people that are listening, you need to go and have a good close look at the 11. Substantial, right? I feel this – the trial of this horse was – Sorry, excellent. which race are we talking This is race 10. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, you need to go and have a look at that horse, all right? Yes. Substantial. I know it's in the market, right? Yep. But if – you know, now that because you're giving me the – the further insight about the wet track profile. looks like this horse really likes the wet track as well, just from what I can see overseas. I don't have a score to work with. But the trial, if that guy, if that's anything to go by, this horse is going to easily break benchmark tomorrow and could run plus two tomorrow, which is um, outstripping what it's done overseas. That's how well the Snowdens have got this horse just off the trial. Yeah, my mistake because this is the one that in the uh, in our William Reed preview said about the in, in the Congo trial. Well, there was yep. a nose behind it. So what yeah. you're saying is it's, it was an in, in the Congo style trial in a much easier race. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Hopefully, nice little uh, pre- present to finish the uh, the preview with. In the meantime, really appreciate your support. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk business tomorrow after scratchings and with some clarity about the track conditions. <laughs>